Hello and welcome to Hogcast, aka Conversations Over a Brew. I'm Patrick Fox from Heart of Glass and we are an arts organisation based in St Helens, Merseyside. We support artists and communities to go on creative journeys together and make art. Hogcast is a series of intimate recorded conversations exploring the stories of the people we make art with. Typically they are recorded in St Helens over a brew. So much goes into the making of a new artwork that you might not ever get to see or experience. So these conversations are a window into the process of making art. Behind any great artwork, and no matter the art form, there always exists a network of relationships between people, and typically lots of tea. This podcast is about the power of listening and conversation, and how making art can bring us together and create change. This is episode three of our podcast series, and you can find past episodes on our website and also on Spotify by searching Hogcast. This conversation was recorded in late 2020 and was recorded remotely due to COVID. In this episode, we meet artists Claire Wheatman and Sheila Galani. Both are long-term Heart of Glass collaborators. Claire is a founding steering group member of Heart of Glass and has been with us since the very beginning of the Heart of Glass story. Currently, she is working with us on a project with refugee and asylum-seeking women. Sheila is a frequent collaborator and all-round good egg, and she's been working with us on a project with young people from St Helens Carer Centre. In their warm conversation, the artists explore the parallels between their work and what it means to be an artist working in a community setting. They talk about the challenges and setbacks of working through a pandemic and whether art and its weird magic can or should change the world. Big shout out to the amazing volunteers and organisations who supported them through the process, including St Helens Carer Centre and Refugee Women Connect. Before they chatted, Sheila and Claire mailed out packages to one another. Both artists had used care packages as a way to connect with the groups during the pandemic. We listen as they unwrap their packages and talk about the objects inside, how and why they chose those objects, their symbolism and meaning, and their hopes for how they might offer a moment of care and reflection to the individuals who receive them. The conversation begins with Claire talking, so without further ado, sit back, grab yourself a brew and enjoy, and please be sure to let us know what you think. Should we follow questions? I think we maybe should. Let's have a look. How did you first meet? Well, so we met in that Chrissy Teller workshop, didn't we? Yeah, yeah. I was just having a look at what what it was, and it was it was um, it was March fifteenth. Oh my god! So yeah, um, but yeah, that that workshop with Chrissy and um, and St Helens. So yeah, that was. How did you find that? How, how did you come to come to that session? How well, you... I'd, yeah, because actually I hadn't worked with Heart of Glass at all then, um, but I remember being really interested in them and I'd just done two projects with Tate Liverpool and so I heard about it through Lindsay, um, who was the Tate person, and I thought, oh, this sounds really interesting and I'd like to meet the Heart of Glass people and also... I think this sounds like it'll be really useful. So actually I came, because I was living in London then, so it's quite a long way to travel to come to Liverpool and I stayed overnight in a weird Ibis, um, <laughs> an Ibis Styles. Um, yeah, it was, but it was good. It was like I was thinking, I thought, oh, this will be like professional development. And I think, you know, as a freelancer, you just never do that kind of thing. But I decided to. It's hard to remember now, but I do remember feeling great that I'd been to St. Helens and um, 
I don't know, it wasn't inevitable that I'd end up working with Heart of Glass, but I just knew that they were doing interesting things. And I remember getting a really good feeling and meeting some really nice artists, including yourself, within within it. And then following people on social media. So there's a few others that I remember from that initial workshop. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what came out of it. I know that it felt good. Yeah. It's so hard to remember. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, it was. It, it does feel like a, an age ago. Well, it was five years ago, but it's, um, yeah. yeah, I remember the baths in the because um, we we did half the workshop at Tate Liverpool, didn't we? And half we the did. workshop in the rugby. Yeah, yes. it was at Saint um, Rugby Ground. Yeah, and I remember the baths in the changing rooms. That's got, oh, I've got yeah. a real distinct yeah, we, memory. We got a tour, didn't we? <laughs> yeah, we got a weird tour. It's such a strange yeah. memory. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the, um, the 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 many strange tours that that are on offer in St Helens. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so actually, then it was really useful that I'd I sort of knew a bit about St Helens when I first. I I have to be super sensitive, like coming into an area, and I don't know. It's that classic thing, isn't there, of the artist coming in and making work and then just disappearing. So that's why I really value the relationship with, with Heart yeah. Glass and the fact that it was built on the back of a couple of projects that are done in Liverpool. Because it's quite, and it's another part of the country. It's not at all where I live or am based, but you can sort of still develop sort of a deeper relationship. Yeah, I think having that relationship is, is important, whether you know, whether or not you, you're here or not. And I think, exactly. And I think having that possibility you know for, for for me as someone living and working here I want to work with people here but I also want to meet and work with people yeah. who aren't you know yeah everywhere else as well you know, it's yeah. kind of like a you know it's not a an exclusive thing that should happen yeah there's a, there's a richness in Both. in all of those exchanges yeah. that come, come and go and yeah um yeah um so because where what else where else do you do you make work and things like that? I know I've seen you um you come and salt work, which seems to yeah. be sort of like is that a self driven project or sort of yes, that you kind of created? It is. Yeah. That's a performance project and like an actual sit down performance which people yes, sit down at a table with me and my collaborator Sue Palmer and we made that so in a way in a way, it's quite traditional in that it sort of like goes to places and then we pack up and leave. But it's also not in that the places that we go to are libraries, like museums, um, like weird little... We've done it in a hotel. You know what I mean? It's sort of like mm. we choose small, tiny spaces and it's only an audience of 20 to 25 people each time so that we can chat to people afterwards but yeah so but I do all sorts I do that kind of thing and that's gone all around the UK and then um then other projects that are very much like the projects that I've done with Heart of Glass doing one in Peterborough as well at the moment as well um with Peterborough Presents um but yeah just all sorts a bit of everything basically that sort of, and you, you're quite similar, aren't you? I saw that you have sections that 
you have performance installation you do yeah. lots of different types of practice <laughs> yeah yeah it's sort of there are i often kind of think of them that they're all a type of drawing that there's always a line that's kind of drawing yeah you know that's outlining something or yeah know, making a mark in a space but yeah. often it's you know it can often be just as a drawing or as a print or as a performance or or yeah. an action or a, an installation so they they kind of have these they sit in these sort of traditional artistic categories but that thing that runs through them all is this sense of a some kind of mark or some kind of trace or some kind of yeah plan. so even, even when I'm making a book a performance I often think of it as a physical manifestation of a of a drawing or something yeah it's just, it's just so happens that instead of on a page it's in a in a square or a street or on a, yeah on a on a set of pedestrian traffic lights or yeah 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 that's interesting because I always think of mine as like a thing that I do is the choreography of objects mm. and because I think because my original training was in contemporary dance it wasn't in visual art um, and I have always got the two themes of care and something that relates to hybridity which then relates back to my own mixed heritage that's sort of always bubbling up and between in, yeah underneath everything I do so care which is really um, a subject that everyone's really interrogating at the moment, which is good. Yeah. Um, those are the main things that I think link all my projects together. It's interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's kind of the... Yeah, I think it's, for me it's that idea of a, of a, of a space and how we move, move through mm. it or interact with it and mm. how you can... How, that, how that's marked or, or seen, mm. things like that. So, mm. uh, but yeah, just I think that that sense of care mm. felt really important whilst making work over the past year. Let's call it. <laughs> so, what was this? Tell me about this project then. That so, what the the package that I've received um, um, so through the post? I've been working um, with people in St Helens over, let's see, probably for about four years now, um, who, so people who are um, either seeking asylum um, or are refugees who are living in St Helens. Um, and I've worked and developed a number of different projects. And then at the end of last year, um, Heart of Glass invited me to work with them and the charity Refugee Women Connect and they are a charity who support women um, in the um, sort of Merseyside area so they're based out of Liverpool but they have an outreach here in St Helens mm. um, and they support women who are um, who, who are of any refugee sort of background um, so they have a drop-in um, usually in person in a building um, and um, lots of the women and their children would go there once a week and um, eat together and chat and get support either from the staff and the, and the volunteers there or um, just from each other and um, so we started um, 
sort of January, February, having some uh, just sort of like a bit of a research period, kind of going to the sessions, starting to try and work out what we could do, how we could do that. Um, and then and then we couldn't do that anymore. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I proposed that we have this project where we would go for walks together and then come and you know and come back into a room and make and then maybe see what we could make or discuss or create. The idea that we might make um, some zines, some, so kind of this having a at least some kind of vessel where we could kind of collate all of the things that we were, you know people were interested in and. Mm. Um, so the first part of the package that you've got is a was kind of a very swift let's do this before everybody goes on furlough because it seemed really important to keep in touch and to to kind of make sure that we were still able to try and at least do something together um, so that went um, out with different materials for make, making a, a little zine, in. Um, and it was based on on flowers because whilst we'd been um, whilst people hadn't been able to meet, they set up a WhatsApp group, and we um, so I was part of that WhatsApp group with the women, and we were able to share um, images and a lot of things. Um, so yeah, so we sent out we sent out that as a sort of an activity pack with materials, photographs that had been shared on the on the group. Yeah. Um little, little how to how to make things and then they shared shared their sort of some of their images back through the through the WhatsApp and then that kind of yeah. So it, that started so the great. um started the process off. But then that sort of um morphed into I wanted to, I was aware that all the women who were involved were also mothers, so often mm. they would sort of use the pack so that their children could be entertained and could, could do that. But I also wanted that opportunity for the women to feel that it was for them as well. Because mm. the I felt that there's, there's a dual usefulness in that, that, there's, that as, a, as a mother you kind of go, okay... You're entertained over there. I have time to do something else. That's great. But I also wanted mm. that sense of you're entertained over there, and now I can do this, or I can think mm. about this. And so the the second sort of box that went out was had more objects in that that were more focused on on a response that the the women could could have as well. Um, yeah, there's a um, I think some of the ob- objects within this pack that you've sent and the um, and probably the last pack that I've sent have kind of a bit more in common yeah. that sense of 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 having a drink. But within within that pack as well, there was that there was a um, a bath ball in there. Yeah. Um, there was a mirror. Um, you know. I, I really wanted to make sure that the things that we sent out were had a sort of dual use, that they were useful, but we could do something with them together. I think with it, all the objects that, that I've got of yours and 
um, that process of putting things into those boxes, there is that sense of you kind of want to create this um, sense that they've all got these dual um, things behind them, a, a symbolic thing or a, a useful thing. Yeah. What, so you, what were you saying about that hybridity about about things and objects and sort of? Um, well, it's interesting about. I think actually the theme. I think really the theme care comes through more than necessarily hybridity. I don't know. I haven't thought about hybridity in relation to this project. Um, so much. That's an interesting question, because yes, mine was called these head. Uh, sorry, <laughs> classic. This head, these hands, or these hands, these this head. Oh my god, my brain is actually not working today. <laughs> um, and yeah. Anyway, so with my project, I was working with young carers, and so, in a way, even me just w working with young carers, that's sort of like an interest already has been sort of peaked um, and similar time frame to you as well I started in January doing a bit of research and then the project was supposed to actually we had done three sessions before pandemic um, before the pandemic shut everything down really um, so I had had some contact time and I was due to go back to do the fourth session. And so the young carers that I, were wor I was working with were more like teens. Um, it wasn't like the really young tots. It was, um, yeah, it was teens. And so, um, and uh, it was a drop-in session as well um, at a very specific time. So they have this centre that they go to, the young carers centre in St Helens and it's somewhere that they can go to relax basically and or maybe some of them were doing their like homework there or it's just a space for them they can play games they can also chat to people about serious stuff if they need to if they need to offload um, just a really extraordinary organisation and all of them are caring for someone in some way um, in when they're not there and when they're not at school um, and so I was just working out how I might make a piece of work with them. Um, and uh, yeah, so the box, well, we weren't going to make, we weren't going to make a box. We weren't going to make a gift actually at all. We were sort of thinking about more of a playful sort of installation kind of room. Um, but then everything shifted. So yeah, obviously what I've made is a young care, uh, a care pack basically for the young carers and again that sense it, it came out of a conversation where I asked the question so what do they need what would be useful to them um, I'm saying them because actually that was with the organisation and then the organisation also would then check with the young carers what they felt they needed so it's sort of like not a top level thing it's actually yeah what, what, what it's from them as well so in the end, yeah, we've made a kind of care pack for them with a few things in that all relate to the project. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's this head, these hands. This head, these hands. That's so funny that I couldn't remember it. Yeah. Where did that, where did that come from? Did that come out of those original workshops, did you? Know? 
that's what we need. Yes, so sort of out of the research, basically. So when I went and did the sort of drop-in research with them, I just chatted to them. Um, and Rhiannon chatted to them. And also um, Laura, who's sort of like their activities coordinator. I mean, she's just extraordinary. Um, she also would... You know she also chatted to them as well and one of the things that came up was they were talked about sleep and not being able to sleep and then there was um, a young carer there who just very quickly did a like drawing on her mobile phone and um, just drew like a head and inside wrote the word anxiety and so there was this thing about like rest, resting your head or um, yeah, what what does your head literally hold as a question? And then there was also a conversation about hands. This There was a young carer there that had got drawings all over one of her hands, which I thought was great. She must have done it at school or something. So we started talking about henna and, um, and then, then this idea of like, what are they holding? Um, and yeah, the symbol of the hand as something that might hold hold stuff as well and it could be from uh, from their mobile phone through to kind of i don't know a pen or um but just yeah more symbolic the metaphoric idea yeah. of what they're holding as well as young carers and hands are so related you always think of hands like if you google care you see loads of like hand holding and yeah um so, uh, yeah. yeah i think there's the hands as a image because I've been using them in yes, I noticed that. As well. Yeah, um, sort of, sort of thing. I, I've often thought about the, the the dual symbolic that the hand has as well. So within within the packages, that, um, I've made illustrations of, of hands and how they're yeah. kind of holding on to different things. When you were talking about the um, the sleeping as well, mm. um, there was a conversation. Um, through the, the drop-in session only the other day um, where they were talking about the mattresses that they're given in the houses that, mm. um, where they go and how they're, they're all terrible and none of them can sleep because of it. Yeah. And, um, yeah, and that we should tell people about this. And yeah. Should, but, um, but just sort of that sense of just that for people who are going through so much, we're experiencing so much as young carers, um, as people who are seeking asylum, um, that sense that, just that sense of comfort and care and being looked after. And there are those amazing people um, out there. I know um, you mentioned Laura from Young Carers, the, um, the volunteers who are working with Refugee Women Connect, um, the the staff there um, who, who are there are doing absolutely amazing yeah. work. You know, that... I think that sense of the of sending out the packages and the that 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 idea of care comes from almost mirroring and and amplifying that sense of these people who are out there throwing their hearts in in into looking after people yeah um, in these really sort of difficult times in in their life yeah yeah um yeah and that's that sense of how can how can we amplify that show that but you know yeah. sort of but whilst still being 
really respectful of of that personal situation I think is yeah um, it's a difficult balance to find yeah um, it sounds like it. yeah yeah I bet it sounds also did you have contact throughout then it sounds like you did through the whatsapp group yeah so we That's did, we did have, um so the um it when when you said before about having to talk to the the staff in order to yeah. ask the the, the yeah. young people there's still been you know um that kind of um difficulty in in, in communicating um there's often sometimes you know there's different sort of protocols in there to kind of protect everybody's absolutely you know and um personal space and i think that's really yeah. important but sometimes yeah. that's really frustrating that you kind of want to go but can we just can i just meet you and you're like no but we can't because <laughs> we can't <laughs> yeah we can't be in the same room and, and just trying to have you know there's all of that um potential that you kind of feel that you'd have liked to have made with this project this year i think as well you kind of you kind of think oh, if I, if we'd have been able to have that slightly deeper conversation this would have turned into that and it would have been amazing yeah i think that that's um sending out of things to try and keep connected has been you know it's definitely a trope isn't it it is yeah um but i for me in some ways it came out of what already existed because um through the drop-ins that that already happened the the organisations that these women work with often will provide food packages or you know yeah well they were already dropping off clothes for for the children yeah. or things like that that's something that was happening anyway because because there was a need for it even before you know even pre-pandemic yes. there was um, you know there there was this sense of people gifting and giving things that people mm. needed. Um, and there was all, already that um, sort of system there because the, um, the volunteers who um, would be and the staff were dropping off cleaning products for the for the women and and um, amazing care, you know like super essential care parcels yeah. as well. Yeah. Um, so so yeah, that sense of providing something through that kind of mechanism was familiar but also hopefully provided a yeah something a bit that was that you didn't maybe something you didn't know that you were missing or that you um mm. that provided that way of connecting in a different way mm. um yeah i think as, as much as it felt frustrating with with the contact that we had i think it's been we, we you know we were really lucky that we were able to maintain yeah uh, that contact and um, yeah, yeah. Sort of just carry on with, with that. It's been, yeah, that all 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 of those pit periods where you, where you kind of think you want want to you know you want to make something. And how did that? How we how were you feeling with with that as well? How's how was that? I thought it was absolutely fine because actually I don't know how you felt when it all started but I didn't want to make work mm. in March actually or March April May I think I had like a few months of just wanting to process what was happening and 
but not through practice somehow. And that's really weird for me because practice is how I process the world or is how I make sense of stuff. And I just, I turned away from it. It was so interesting, especially when like across the nation, everyone's turning to mm. creativity. Um, so actually, yeah, no, it was totally fine for things to pause and felt really right mm. because I wanted to pause. How about you? How did you feel? I don't know, just sort of saying that, how that is now. I'm just wondering if the, the things that sort of feels like maybe the packages that we sent out almost mirror what was going what was going on here at that time yeah. so the first package was here's a you know was kind of almost a here's what we were going to try and do and almost trying to hold on to that and and sending that out um whilst sort of sort of balancing that with kids being at home and things like that as well so kind of that that was probably like homeschool kind of pit you know the de- depth of homeschool sort of period and it kind of felt a little bit more like something you would do in homeschool maybe um and then I suppose the next one sort of towards the end which went out at sort of end of July I think was um felt a little bit more like I could get a bit more of a hold on it kind of maybe start to make stuff but also that it needed to be really useful and and yeah and there'll be there'll be no pressure sort of going on um yeah and then the sort of in the autumn the one that went out then as well sort of yeah there was there was more probably more things going on within the um the themes that sort of reflect what i do but it's it yeah it just been really hard to make stuff and then i've had the sort of the conflict as well about how to because those are things that are quite personal that happened between us and the and the women and that that that's um that's 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 happened there but how do you how do you show that with as a as a project you know within an arts organization and how, how, how does that that come out so i've been sort of very conflicted about how to almost tie that all together and you were, ta- you were talking earlier about we- weaving things and that, that sense of weaving uh, all that things together over that period but then kind of getting to the stage of well what's you know where's where's the end <laughs> where, where, does, where, where does it sort of like finish um, yeah. but yeah sort of trying again trying just trying to sort of show all of those things that have happened in a kind of way I'm still working I'm still at, Whereas she also is sort of in that sort of ready for print stage. There's <laughs> there's still like fuzzy vague things, but yeah, there's there's been points where I've been. But why why should why do we need to make anything? What's what's the point? Yeah, of, you know, of making Yours, what's the point of making stuff something? all the way through? It's so extraordinary the activities to do. Like I was just like, oh my god, there's another one. There's another one. Like the sun prints with light. Um, yeah. The experiment, the invisible ink, the walk, the um, yeah, the the flower zine. It just feels like there's it's so there's so yeah, there's just so much in there. Like yeah. you've been making like these things. I know it's process as well, but like 
yeah, it's just amazing. I was like, oh my God, this just feels great. <laughs> uh, you're, you're probably the, the first person outside the project who have received most of what what, what has gone out as well because it, yeah. you know, it has been sort of like we, we've, you know, it's been kitchen table kind of stuff because it's not, you know, not it's not been easy to get to the studio to do things. It's kind of been, right. okay, well, and, you know, thing, things have got delivered here. It's boxes have piled up and then I've, you know, <laughs> packed pack things on the kitchen table and then and then they go out. And trying to keep that quite lean means there's not, I haven't made more than we needed yeah. as well. So it's, it's kind like of like... a series of gifts you've been giving out throughout. Yeah. It's like amazing. Yeah. yeah. It's kind of, it's been... It it feels sometimes it feels like you've not been able to do anything, but then, yeah, you sort of just you look back at it and go, actually, there's a you know there's it's all that thought behind it as well, you know, because I think that's with with the things that are here too that there's all of that underneath, yeah, that's that people don't necessarily see when they see a yeah an outcome of an artwork as well. No, absolutely. I'm going to pour my tea because I've made hey. tea before I arrived. <laughs> I thought I'd drink one earlier. And because say it was a conversation over a brew. Yeah, exactly. Oh, that sounds so great. <laughs> it was genuinely exciting when your package arrived, can I just say? It was, was so it? heavy. It was so heavy. I was Well, so there was a glass bottle in there. I had to, there I was. Had to check. And sun cream. It's things that you can't send in... In packages with some with some of the couriers, glass bottles, yeah. fruit. <laughs> there was a lemon in there. There was a lemon in there. Um, yeah, because the artwork on on the card that came with that was um, was when life gives you lemons. So one yeah. one of the um, Rebecca is the volunteer for um, in the group. Um, I think she'd used some of the paints that had been sent out and had, had painted that as a. Assembly. we talked about quotes and things like that and we talked about when life gives you lemons you can drink lemonade mm. hence the rose lemonade that was in your box um, mm. but then somebody I think somebody said or you can throw them at people <laughs> <laughs> and just that just I, I really liked that sense of of um, sort of throw, you know throwing throwing it back can, 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 can we throw all the all the rubbish back yeah um, how how can we do that and because I think that's that's the other thing that um, is sometimes conflicted in this work is that you sometimes you want it to to make a difference. Mm. Well, you know, often you do want it to make a difference um, by by making that work. And so how how can you do that but still care and still mm. it still be respectful? So yeah, because um, with 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 your work that's about caring how do you how do you find that sits within that sort of um activist kind of sense because i i never caught i i would never say that i have any kind of activism background and i'm always really sort of shy away from that kind of Mm. um expectation or stereotype kind of that we expect Mm. of activism um, but also you want to sort of not, I want to do no harm, but I also want, want there to be a sense that we can do some good as well. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. So how, what's, what's your take on that? I feel it's so interesting 
because it feels like both it feels like <clears throat> everything as a practitioner I want I want to be able to change the world <clears throat> in with these small acts these small kind of moments and yet at the same time I know really that maybe I could do that more effectively in a different form so actually it's a question that I reflect on all the time like whether art is the right way to be doing what I'm doing and um, carrying out my beliefs and trying to improve the world and yet at the same time I'm completely committed to art as well as like a kind of weird magic that does open up a space of reflection and um, just yeah does sometimes step into those gaps where other stuff's fallen away even though you know it's not art's responsibility to do all that stuff and shouldn't be yet at the same time I have a question about whether it should yeah I don't know it's yeah. just that there's, there's it's often a comfort always, an internal kind of there's no right or wrong answer it just shifts it's slippery yeah for me it's slippery yeah absolutely I guess that's why I asked the question what what do the young carers need at the moment Thanks for listening to this episode of Hogcast. We'll be back again soon with another conversation over a brew.